0: They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash Fierce Defender. That's aarp.org fiercedefender Fierce Defender.
3: happy monday here we go it's that time again matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe of course you can go to my website mattconerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc etc today is monday april 11 2022 and i'm not alone jenny, darling, you're my best friend. jenny is here at the news desk present on this gorgeous sunny day yes it's very I'm nice so out. excited very nice out I'm I'm
2: Tim Baines excited. I'm so excited.
3: Wow. Well, nobody's as excited as Tim Baines.
2: It's going to be like 60 all week. Like the whole week's going to be nice and warmer. Wow.
4: My name is Tim
3: Baines. Today I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. He he is excited. He is excited. You're excited. I am excited. I'm excited. (laughs) I do love this weather. Absolutely. Oh, God. I needed a day like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome, everybody. Of course, uh, I want to remind you, before we get rolling, uh, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. But don't go there today because Monday and Tuesday is their weekend. Uh, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have awards. They just won two awards in the yeah. hippo recently. and uh, Which is very, very nice. Um, yep, I stopped in there the other day. Um, they've got... Uh, of course uh wednesday night is industry night at the hop Knot. thursday night's trivia night hosted by the great bill cini who also does trivia wednesdays on the morning show um very popular feature there and friday nights have live music and this friday it's sam robbins who uh, i don't think i've ever met sam but i definitely know the name so sam robbins performing there live this saturday and of course uh about a couple of months now we'll have juneteenth really looking forward to that that's going to be a Last year was very successful. This year is going to be even bigger and better. So we look gonna forward be to that. Huge. Yes, yes.
2: The ratings are going to go through the roof.
3: Through the roof. Through yes. The roof. Wow. Without any help from uh... from anyone. Yeah, it's amazing. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> A little little Yeehaw. inside. Yes. <laughs> A little inside joke there, but uh, some of, some of you know. Anyway, uh, speaking of sponsors too. Um, you know, we are bringing on uh, Pain Specialty Group, and we're going to be going there tomorrow. So we just have to get this uh, sorted out with the ad. Yes, yes, Getting, yes. getting an ad ready uh, because it looks like um, I, I might be doing it after all, which is fine. I enjoy doing that, actually. So I'm happy to produce that for them. But, uh, yep, so uh, Jenny and I will be going there tomorrow, and we'll get that all figured out. So they're still coming on board as well. I don't want anyone to think that uh, uh, we forgot them or they forgot us or anything like that. So no, no, So just... we look forward to that.
2: Normal stuff to get up and running Yes, yes I'm excited I'm so excited
3: Wow my name is Tim Baines. Today I'm excited. So is Tim yes, Baines
4: yeah. Yes,
2: oh, yes oh. Very good You know, I went to Elm House And I have to say They can make a cauliflower crust pizza That's really good Ah yes, it, it, My, my um, One of my good friends and I Are like on a mission to find all the good cauliflower crust pizzas Yeah And we just added that one to our list. Oh. Giorgio's makes a good one, too.
3: I wonder if Clemento's does that. You know,
2: I need to check that one out next, too, and see if they do.
3: Yeah.
2: Gluten-free stuff is more popular now on the menu. And I have to say, when I first heard about it, I thought, my God, no. Cauliflower pizza? No. It's actually super good.
3: You've eaten it. Yeah, I tried it once. I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I thought it was very good. And yeah. it's uh, gluten-free. I think it's fun to say gluten. It's a good word.
2: Well, it's better for your tummy. Is it? Yeah. Oh, very it's good. A little easier to digest without
3: the gluten. Ah, yes, yes.
2: Not to be mistaken with glutes, which is a muscle.
3: Right, yes.
2: Yes, just so you Gluteus
3: know. maximus, that's right. And minus. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh,
2: yeah, maximum and minus is two. Oh. Each side. Oh. Yeah.
3: Wow, this is all very confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Very confusing. Oh my gosh! We have a call. Oh no! First call of the week. Hi, welcome to Matt conderton Unleashed. Who's this?
5: Hey, it's E Z G.
3: Hey, E Z G. Well, how are you hey, doing? about
5: food, I was, uh, I was slicing. I call it slicing and dicing today. And I was thinking of you. I was slicing and getting ready for my cereal tomorrow morning. Some nice, fresh cantaloupe.
2: You were cutting up a cantaloupe, and it made you think of Maddie. No,
5: no, you, get, you know, you get, you get the a melon? little uh, top of it. Are you it, picking uh, on his head? I know, I know how um, uh, Matt loves cantaloupe. Nope. I,
3: huh? I don't remember ever discussing that. In what that. planet are you? I, I'll tell you what, though. It concerns me that you were slicing and dicing and thinking of me. At, uh, I uh, thought you
5: said on the station one time that you
3: hated cantaloupe. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I like cantaloupe. I don't know if I hate it. I. I, I
2: think don't... he's comparing you to a melon.
3: I, I. maybe. It's all about the head. I do have a big.
2: head I, I got a melon.
3: Big Irish I, anyways, head.
5: Anyways, <laughs> I mean maybe maybe I, mis- mis- <laughs> I heard you, but I was, I was also slicing up some, some radishes. I was slicing up some uh, cucumbers. Don't slice your fingers. I just cook some fish. That's what I always end up doing. And uh, so I'm, 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 my uh, and my fish. supper already. Whoa, back a, a this up. dinner.
2: You're eating fish with cantaloupe.
5: Oh no, no, cantaloupe for tomorrow morning for breakfast.
2: Uh, ah, yeah. wash that knife, man. Yeah,
5: I just seen a nutrition lady over at Hitchcock, and I, I need I need to try to eat better because my my cholesterol and triglyceride levels are unfortunately are sky high. Uh,
2: through no, the roof. That's not so
5: a good I have thing. To try to, I, I, well, I have to Well, I will try to eat better because of the I don't want to go on some medication starting in July. So.
3: And you don't want this to have a, a, lot, c- a heart heart yeah, issue. It's, it's, I,
5: already take, I already take enough medications.
3: Wait, why why would you be going on medication starting in July?
5: Because of the levels of sky high, and they're worried about if it goes much higher, I'm going to be a candidate for a stroke or a heart attack.
2: But why July? In other words, they're giving him till oh, then the, to because uh, that's where they do out. the
5: blood work. Oh. without. Oh.
2: So if, if he doesn't get his so like butt
5: I've got all my levels down before, <laughs> so I can do it, you know, just a matter of well, eating better.
2: Yes, yeah, stay away from the fried foods and
3: all the processed stuff.
5: Right. Eat a heart-healthy right.
3: diet. It I, can't uh,
5: be done. I've done it before, so.
3: I'm not a nutritionist, but uh, I would recommend uh, cantaloupe and fish.
2: Ew.
3: That's uh, that's what he needs. Yeah.
2: Stop with that again. So
5: the, the lady I met with, her, I forget her name right now, but she she's recommended, recommended to, uh, eating a lot of uh, vegetables. For lunch and dinner. We
2: only had a tablet so to look up a cardiac healthy diet. So I got some corn in there, I got some uh, mm.
5: green beans, and I got some, um, yeah, you know, uh, the, the vegetable. Yeah, green beans, I got some, yeah, corn. In, you know, the, uh, corn? You can't think of the other ones, corn but anyways. Corn doesn't I'm trying, give you anything. I'm, 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 since April's Day, it. no joke, we're trying, trying to eat better because I don't want to go on the medication again. Skip
2: the corn. Corn is nothing. Skip the corn. Replace really? that with yeah. Corn really has got nothing there for you. you. You poop it out. It's really not all that great.
5: Oh, I guess the but one with no, green no salt beans it, are so. better
2: choices. Peas are better choices. Mm. Right. Yeah.
5: Well, anyways, the... Uh, oh, yeah, well, I wish uh, once again, beans. it's uh, Katie's, Katie's birthday today. Happy birthday to Katie and Katie's dad today. Both both celebrating birthdays today.
2: Oh, oh. that was like the best present ever for a dad, right? Wow. Get born on your birthday. Well, happy birthday uh, uh, they, to the both.
5: They, I don't know if you heard the show today, but... He, the, Katie's dad is so good on the guitar and singing. Like, yes, uh, yes, oh, wow,
2: yeah. Oh my God, I heard the song towards the end. It was really good. I,
5: I know where Katie gets it from because I saw, Aww. I listened to Katie playing guitar on our Facebook page when I was when I was Facebook friends with her, and she can sing and she can uh, play guitar too. So I know, I know where it comes from. Her father.
2: Better be careful. She'll be the next international star.
5: You never know. You never know. But anyways, I'm doing something on on, on Friday I've never done before, believe it or not Eating fish and cantaloupe What better way to spend Good Friday Is going down to Gill Stadium Refraining from speaking And out to Kyle for giving me the news about it I'm going down to see Central versus Keene I've never seen a high school baseball game live Believe it or not You're not going to church? Not even in high school days
2: Are you supposed to spend the day in church?
5: Yeah, well, I'm mixing it up Doing something different
2: he has no idea what I just said. Well, I'm sure the nah, Lord. No, he's just answering what he wants. I understand what you say. What did I say? I, I've,
5: done, I've, done the, I've done the church things on Friday, but hey.
3: Okay. You, you know, see, you, you, you don't have
5: to. You don't have to be in the church to pray, though. You can do it anywhere.
3: That's true. I'm sure the Lord will understand. You must right. See the so game. I'm
5: looking forward to that, and then I'm going to. Uh... Oh yeah, tomorrow. Speaking about tomorrow, I might be a few minutes late because I'm going to watch the. uh us baseball. I love baseball. Let's
2: announced today. You're going to be late uh, Red tomorrow. Sox
5: and. Um, I believe it's the twins at one o'clock, so I might be a few minutes late. You're getting together to with fret. twins? What? I'm going to the I'm going to the Wild Rover with a friend of mine watching the Red Sox and Twins game on, at a on club? the uh, on the T V. Oh,
2: will there be alcohol?
5: Oh, uh, yeah, we we oh. heard we, we don't drink alcohol, so.
2: Oh, he's gonna have the alcohol with the twins. Hmm.
5: No, <laughs> no, no, you, know, you know me well, I don't you be well, Denny. I don't I don't drink.
2: <laughs> I know. I just goofing with you, Easy. I
5: yeah, just yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I also went to uh, Creamland for the first time this season. Did wow. they
2: sell you ice cream or did you have to get an order from both windows? Uh,
5: all right, all right. Well, here's a funny story. <laughs> I told my father, he, I guess he wasn't paying attention. And he, I said, Dad, I'll treat you for the ice cream. So, next thing you know, he paid for it. I said, Well, next time if we go to Dad, I'll treat you. Because he's always treated me so many times over the years, you know. So he said, Oh, all right. Next time he, he got some ice cream. He said, Boy, it was really good. And I got myself a uh, plain uh, burger, and boy, that was good. You
3: wouldn't think a plain he burger would be good, You did have to order out of both
2: excellent. windows. Mm. I was
3: right. Yeah did you I have to or- Did you have to order out of uh, two different windows?
5: Yeah, the window for the food, yeah, and the window for the um, yep for the um, oh, yeah, ice cream. My father ordered the ice cream. But I told him I was going to pay for it, but I guess he wasn't <laughs> paying attention. He was, he was talking to this guy he had a real nice, uh, real nice truck, so he get distracted. My father loves it. Loves cars and trucks and all that fun stuff.
3: So, if you want to get your dad to pay, you just let him get distracted by a truck.
5: <laughs> right, he, 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 that's the kind of guy. He, the kind of guy he is. So uh. Sometimes he listens to the show. So, a shout out to my father.
3: Shout out to your father. We don't call him the King he of All Parts anymore. He listened right? to the
5: show on Wednesday, and he listened to the show <laughs> on uh, oh my Monday and Tuesday when uh, when Charles Richardson was in the house. He said, "Wow." He said, "He said that that was some uh, that was interesting radio." He said. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't always listen, by the way, because he's always he has a lot to do with my mother like now. Being the be best of these I don't days, i so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad he was. Oh in. yeah, one, one last thing about Charles Richardson, if he's listening. Yeah, he I can. I can uh, sh- give him a shout out. The, I, I have his Charles Richardson's page on my Facebook page, so I, uh, I, I. Uh, so if I want to reach out to him and ask him any questions. I can go through his uh, page.
3: Huh? <laughs> That's great. All right. then. Never, he never
5: sent me a Facebook. He never sent me a Facebook request, so I figured out another way to go around it. You know, he has his Charles Richardson page for his, you know, his his, oh, his podcast. Oh, okay. So, so if I need to get a hold him for some reason door. or a question, I could just reach out to someone there. <laughs> there's more than one way to get a hold of somebody these days.
2: Yeah, there's more than one way to skin a cat.
5: Right. <laughs> the best way to get a hold of man is to send him an email. So.
3: That's true, apparently.
5: (laughs) All right, so uh, that's my story today, and uh, I'll see you probably a little after four or maybe a few minutes before four.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. He may be on time, but he may be late, but he's announcing it now. I just hope you
5: don't... We'll see you guys tomorrow. You have a great show, and I'll be listening. Bye-bye.
3: Good
2: luck being late.
3: (laughs) I just hope he doesn't smell like fish and cantaloupe.
2: Gross. Yeah, that is gross. That'll upset me. I better wash that knife between cuttings. Mm-hmm. See, all I have in my head is this vision of freaking the fish in the Netherlands. They have the, the what do you call it, the mackerel, and they dip it in onion, and they just eat it just like that. Raw. Yeah. It's
3: weird. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this?
4: Let's see how well EZG listens. Easy. <laughs> you blocked me. That's why you haven't gotten a friend request. Unblock me the opposite of block
3: by the way Charles
4: you want to go ahead and contact me on the show page that's fine but if you want me to send you a friend request you need to unblock me
3: Charles I noticed you said let's see how uh how well EZG listens Uh, I can actually answer that for you uh not well but no no
4: I, I i know too you don't yeah. have to answer it for me i
3: already know it, oh, it's, it, it, rhetorical. it's rhetorical i understand i understand yes well you didn't understand you
2: wouldn't have said it
3: well i was listening if you
2: understood no you wouldn't because if you knew it was rhetorical you wouldn't have answered
3: it very conscientious ah, i want to yeah. make sure okay. yeah. excuses no. well anyway no
4: well, thank you easy for the rambling report for for this monday
3: the, r- the Ramble Report. Yes.
2: Oh, I kind of like that. The Ramble. It's report. A ring to it.
3: Well, we love EZG, you know, he'll be here tomorrow. He'll be here tomorrow either a little bit before 4 or a little I bit after. Might be late. Well, yeah I, yeah, I see
4: that. Now, if he's de- No. <clears throat> what's the What's the definition of a little after a little before? We didn't get the specifics.
2: Well, he did say if he, his, he he was going to be late, but then earlier? he changed his mind. And said he might be early.
3: Yeah, but he might still be late. Might be early. <laughs> I, I, I give. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Charles. I give a little, uh, uh, fifteen minutes. Fifteen within fifteen minutes means a little. So if somebody says a little before, it means three forty-five, or a little after four fifteen. Yeah. And yeah, once you get past the five okay. marker, you're just late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When
2: um, I had a punch a clock, I yeah. think it was seven okay.
4: minutes. I, I think we should start placing bets for tomorrow. Honestly. Oh, I don't. We have uh, to do have an, an, an over under. Who thinks it's going to be before four fifteen, or before four or three forty-five?
3: I'm um, sorry, Charles, but we actually have to follow the same rules that they did on uh, when they did the stupid pet tricks uh, segment on Late Night with David Letterman. No wagering.
1: No
4: wagering.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Okay. Yeah, all I'm right. sorry. New right,
3: right.
2: Hampshire's yeah, yeah, anti gambling. Strict
3: rules, yeah. yeah. No wagering. Uh, well, only only scratch tickets I'll and lottery and that they sure sell. My,
4: I don't easy this phone call. You guys have a good one. <laughs> all right,
3: Charles. Thank you for the call, my friend. <laughs> bye bye. All right, that was Charles Richardson from the great state of Florida. And, of course, the Charles Richardson Show, uh, which you are the uh, primary co-host on that program. When does that resume? Is that tonight? Tonight, Oh, tonight. Tonight at 7 o'clock, it resumes. So tonight, the Charles Richardson Show online every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. And Jenny is a co-host on that program. I'd I'd say you're the primary co-host. You're on more than anyone with uh, Charles.
2: Well, except Alyssa is always there too
3: no she's not there every night is she most nights is she most nights seems like there's a lot of the, a lot of the time it's just you and charles sometimes but yeah. not always yeah yeah but i think you're on there more than she is i don't know about that she's got a lot of years on me oh no but i just mean
2: i don't mean in total well i was like counting that wow okay she was there before
3: I arrived. Well, that's true. Yes, yes. But it was wonderful to meet uh, Charles and Alyssa and their oh my son. My gosh, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, one one week ago today, uh, as we were celebrating our five year anniversary here at WMH, that was wonderful over at uh, Elm House. And uh,
2: Rocky was playing tic tac toe with him. It was yeah, adorable. That was yeah. He that, was so happy.
3: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. By the way, the uh, song I played at the uh, opening of the show, uh, There's a track called Suffer in Silence by a Boston band called Wired. Uh, I really uh, like them a lot. I stumbled upon them recently. I'm that was try- really good. I'm going to try to get, I want to get back into the habit of playing more, you know, uh, local, you know, New Hampshire and, and Boston area bands. And um, that way too, it, uh, you know, we're less likely to get knocked off of Facebook every time I play music because that's been happening uh, quite a bit, quite a bit lately. I think this is uh, EZG easy G calling back. Eric, is that you?
5: Yes. Hey. Oh, yeah. Here's what I want to do after (laughs) after the show. Uh huh. The unfortunately, I got an incredibly long list of people I have blocked over the years. Yes. So maybe you can help me (laughs) unblock Charles, and maybe we can figure out how to get you back on my Facebook page too.
3: Why? Why do you have an unbelievably long list of people you've blocked over the years?
5: Oh, because I've run into some problems over the years, unfortunately. So.
3: What kind of problems
5: with people? What kind of problems with people? Oh, I rather not get into it on the radio. Well, Why
3: did you block Charles? You know,
5: Why would everybody you... everybody has issues with, with people ch- over the years, unfortunately. So. What did
3: what did Charles do? Yeah, what did Charles ever do to you? Why would you block Charles? He's a wonderful man. I don't
5: know, but you never. This all goes back to the uh, a while back when I wasn't getting any sleep, I was up all night. Uh huh. And I thought it was a good idea to kill Facebook. Uh huh. But I don't. And what... I eliminated all my Facebook friends. Uh huh. That's wh- what happened. I eliminated you by mistake. I eliminated. Uh-huh. I bought Charles, and I don't know. I was just, I was out of control. So no, you no, no uh, sleep, you know, you yeah. stupid things.
3: So you blame your lack of sleep on Charles Richardson, is what you're saying? No, no,
5: no. But I, I had, I had, I had, I had, I, I had. Never that process a while back. I was trying to, I was going to get off Facebook, but the uh, yeah. I, then I got back on, and it was a, just a disaster. So.
3: So Charles is is uh, really the root of all your problems. <gasps>
5: No, just that uh, the uh dun, dun, dun. I, I might have blocked them by accident. It's same same way I kicked you off too. So maybe we can figure out how to get you back on that after the show and we'll get Charles back
3: on.
2: How about Melanie? How about Melanie alone?
3: Uh, maybe your, We can get her back on too, yeah. What's what's Yeah, Melanie's in the chat. She's asking what's your issue with her?
5: Well, like I said, the uh I I I might have blocked the people by by um by killing Facebook so
3: so it sounds like what you're saying is Melanie and Charles are the root of all your issues. But you were in uh, there, too. No, but... <gasps> but me, too. But yeah. anyways, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get those three on my Facebook. <gasps> you hypnotized the them, didn't you? I did. I hypnotized them.
2: Matt hypnotized you. I know it's not, you? Really,
3: it's not really anything important as far as... Uh, I hypnotized uh, you.
2: ...things going
5: That's on in did. the world, but we'll, we'll see if we can pick that tomorrow.
2: All hail Maddie.
5: Are you
3: oh, hey, I'm gonna
5: let you go? Just on about useless information, so we'll
3: see you guys tomorrow. Are you hypnotized by me? Oh, oh my god, no, he's not.
2: <laughs> Barely not. He broke the spell. He totally failed when it comes to Easy. He broke the spell. <laughs> he didn't just break it, man. He slammed it. <laughs> you
3: failed. <laughs> Ron joins us
6: on the phone. Hi Ron. Yeah. Hello. to the both of you what a great day, huh?
3: Yes, <laughs> I know, right?
6: Beautiful day outside. Oh yeah, so nice, so nice. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't think you care, honestly. But I'll start out with an apology. I hate to use your am time to promote anything else, but That's what okay. a great time Friday night listening to the eighties. I was like, holy cow! Yeah, for those. And, uh, I, and I leave, and I tell everybody that you know asked me about it, and I talk about it. I said. These four guys, call them almost nerds, that know so much about music, recording, engineering, and sound, and this and that. It was like, so it's pretty cool, man. So, uh, you know, that's all. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying, saying, I mean, Paul, if you're listening, you know, I hope you you know, you know, understand that I'm not trying to say, oh, can I come on? I just had to say thumbs up. It was like, wow, listen to the 80s. Yeah.
3: That was the coolest of the coolest. So. Well, I'm glad. Well, it? well, it's always nice to have you there, Ron. Well, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, it's a blast. I mean, you know, otherwise I stay home and I watch Gold Rush. <laughs> mm-hmm. when
6: I don't want to go clubbing. I'm not a clubbing guy, and it's a cheap night out yeah. with a lot of, you know, entertainment involved. So good yeah. times.
3: Yeah, absolutely. No, it was wonderful to, wonderful to have you there. I'm glad you uh, were able to come. All right. Thank you so much. All right, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend Ron. So if you're not uh, familiar with what Ron was referring to, uh, he joined us Friday night for Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., which airs every Friday from 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here on WMNH 95.3. I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with our friends C.J. Steve and Dan Randlett. And uh, our friend Ron joined us uh, Friday night as well, and we had a lovely time. Always nice to see Ron. And he did come bearing food, which is nice. He brought us a delicious uh, pie from Elm House of Pizza. And uh, so we had a wonderful time, and it was, uh, it was great to see him there. But, uh, yeah, always, uh, always a lot of fun. So Retro Spectrum Radio, Friday nights right here on WMNH. Uh, that does open up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. We have a busy chat room today. Uh, Mike Palapita joins us from another one of our great sponsors, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Hello, Mike. Uh, Melanie La Liberty, I mentioned uh, from the great state of Vermont, joins us. Also, Rocky Huber says, What's up, family? What's up, Rocky? Jenny, I see you're in there. I'm everywhere. Sh- Shalom, peeps. Uh, Tom Blanchard joins us and says, uh, Hi, everyone. Uh, let's see. Oh, <laughs> Melanie says, uh, Holy S, we are not kicked off. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, like I said, I played a local Boston band, and apparently the uh, Facebook algorithm didn't catch it. So. Or not algorithm. algorithms, not the right word in this context, but whatever. The Facebook bot that says, ah, you're playing copyrighted music.
2: I don't share until it's our theme.
3: Yeah, that's probably. It's, just,
2: it's the only way.
3: Yeah, that's that's wise. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, DJ Steve, oh, speaking of Retro Spectrum Radio, DJ Steve, Stephen Light joins us in the chat room, says, good afternoon, Matt and Jenny. Have a great show. Um,
2: what show? Isn't this a test?
3: I think he means this show. Oh, uh, oh! I get it. <laughs> that was a little inside. That was very inside. But it if, was for you. But if you know, you know. All righty. There's a couple people who It might. was cute until you said that. Well, uh-huh. uh, Tom Blanchard says, I'm shunned. Take shun- my thunder away. Do you know what happened with, with, with uh, <laughs> this? Uh, Tom Blanchard says in the chat, I'm shunned from the morning show. What? Do you know why Tom is shunned from the morning show? I do I, not. Because I have no idea. I well, have no idea. Well, we're sorry to hear about the shunning, Tom. Uh, you're welcome here, of course. We love you. You uh, come
2: play with us.
3: Uh, Charles Richardson also is in the Facebook live chat, uh, as well as Ricky Litwinkowicz from uh, the great state of New York. Now, Ricky is a real New Yorker. That's true, very much so. He's not hanging out in New Jersey trying to pass himself off as a New Yorker. He has he's a real New Yorker shows too. Yeah, yes, he does actual. Yeah. Yes, he's actually accomplished stuff Production quite a bit. and stuff. That's right. <laughs> Carl says cauliflower pizza is good like pineapple and ham on pizza. Ew.
2: No, No. I actually, no, pineapple, pepperoni, and extra cheese. That's the key, with red sauce. That's the key.
3: Uh, Melanie doesn't doesn't think Tom should take the shunning line down. She says, if you stay away, then the terrorists win. Don't let them win, Tom. Oh. That's right. Challenge. Okay, so Tom (laughs) says... I guess I pissed off the guys about a podcast they were making. Well, anyway, there was moon uh, there was moonshine involved. I thought that was all resolved. Uh, I thought Tom. that was all over with too. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, there was a kumbaya moment. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it happened on this show the last time Kyle Clayton yeah. was here.
1: Imagine your new bathroom a sparkling new tub a modern shower conversion a seamless new wall all done in as little as a day introducing bath fitter join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process no demolition no mess guaranteed for life installed in as little as a day book a free and home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now bath fitter 35 years of better bath remodels
0: They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash Fierce Defender. That's aarp.org slash Fierce Defender.
3: Kyle was here and I think Gonzo was Gonzo here. Gonzo was here. And 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 Tom Tom apologized in the chat for what he said and then everybody was all lovey-dovey. Yeah. So what's I I don't Did understand. Did you say
2: something else? Did
3: you say something new why why the <laughs> why why that, the shunning? Geez.
2: come on now. Really? It Gets fixed and you say I hope that's not it. I just don't get it. Acquiring minds want to know. Yeah. How WMNH turned.
3: Uh, Melanie also says the terrorists <laughs> win if you eat green beans, too. Well, That's, that's not true. That's upsetting. I, I like green beans. It's if you eat corn. Mm. Uh, <laughs> DJ Steve likes corn. Um, I like corn on the cob. Oh, Charles says, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, today is uh, Katie's birthday. Charles says, uh, I just think Katie is awesome. Very nice. And Charles also says peanut butter and sushi sounds just as appealing as fish and cantaloupe. Ew. Ew.
2: Both sound just wrong. Why would you think of such things? They
3: do, yes. Yes. Um, Ruin
2: peanut butter for me.
3: Charles says the ramble report from Easy G. Oh, stop it. Rocky says, how's the bathrooms at Creamland Easy? Yes, well, as we all know, Creamland. Do they have uh, them? Creamland. No, remember, Goldenrod has the bathrooms, Uh, Creamland does not.
2: That's right. That's Wasn't why, there a pooper?
3: That's why I'm a goldenrod man. And this is uh this goes back to newer listeners, of course, are are baffled by this because this this goes back to a very old bit. Well, I shouldn't say very old, but it seems like it seems old, like from what what, three years ago? I don't know anymore. But, but yes, I prefer I prefer Goldenrod because Goldenrod has an actual uh bathroom for patrons, whereas Creamland does not And yes, we all, well, local people all all know about, you know, there was the incident with the Creamland pooper, who I still think was EZG, but we won't uh, get it. I was actually accused, John Hopwood accused me. Can you believe that? Oh, but you just said it was EZG. I think it was EZG, yes. (gasps) How dare you? It was one of his uh, scandals. But he likes
2: ordering from two different windows.
3: Yes, yeah, we went there. (laughs) Jenny and I went to Creamland once, and it was. uh, I
2: wanted ice cream.
3: uh, I think you wanted uh, ice cream, and I wanted a burger, and it was uh, this whole. It was they they had two different windows, and you got to order the food at one, and the and the uh, ice cream at the other. But we uh, and there was a minimum order requirement too. uh, It it got very the window. It 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 was very
2: complicated.
3: Like you had uh, to get
2: ten bucks of food to get me the ice cream.
3: It was all very strange. <laughs> I just wanted an ice cream. That's all I wanted and I, was and I, an ice cream. Right? I, I suspected that the girl who was explaining it to us was making it more complicated than it had to be. I kind of got that vibe, but uh, we were just like, yeah, no. We we ended up going somewhere. I think we went to Applebee's. I got
2: blocked from my ice cream, man.
3: Yeah, it was... Um,
2: Applebee's don't got no ice cream like that. Yeah. I
3: wanted chocolate. That's all I wanted was chocolate ice cream. Yeah.
2: Now uh, I want ice cream. Uh, Easy is
3: calling back, probably oh, no. uh, probably to deny that He's he is the pooper. The, uh, the, probably uh, yes. Hi, uh, Easy. What's up? Are you there?
5: Yeah, Easy G. <laughs> yeah, I was just there Saturday. There's no sign anywhere about uh, ten dollar ten dollar minimum for a credit card. I guess they're not they're not doing that anymore.
3: Oh well, that's good.
5: Apparently, I only spent like five bucks on a burger. I probably oh, spent three bucks. I think he paid cash.
6: No ten dollars. There's No signs
5: and there's no signs the ice cream place or ice cream where you get the ice cream or the burgers or the chicken, whatever you want to get, there's no signs, so so uh, I think that that situation uh is uh not not not, not working not it's not yeah. It's not oh, up there anymore. So
3: don't poop there anymore, okay easy. Do they have a uh, public bathroom yet?
2: No no, no warm poop drops. Like
5: I said I only spent like five bucks on a burger and there was no uh there was no sign saying, you know, minimum ten dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I worked there like four years ago, so you know things, things have changed.
3: Things have changed,
5: Eric. But they
2: still have no bathroom.
5: So I thought I'd give you, I'd give you a, an update. So if anybody wants to go to Creamland and only want to order a burger, there's no uh, no hassle anymore. If you only order what three, four dollars of ice cream. There's no hassle. So. And Thank
2: you, goodness. And you promise not to drop any pieces, right? I like
5: to, you spent a lot more money than that, <laughs> but if you only want to spend a little bit, you know you can, you can get away with it now. A
2: yeah. little or a lot, he's got it. <laughs>
3: I'm still a golden All rod right, man okay. even though I uh, even
2: though
5: Bye-bye. I've
3: never actually uh, eaten at goldenrod. but I'm wow, still a golden he rod. he did it
2: man. to you again man. Yeah, well you he know. He did it to you
3: again. He's very efficient. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric Street joins us in the chat <laughs> and says and um, Eric says the meatball sub at Clementos was very good. Oh. I like the meatball sub. Cool. And uh, Tom says I have to call the morning show and apologize to the guys. Oh okay. I guess uh, I guess the apology on this program is non-transferable. Oh, <laughs> see, I didn't know that. Ron joins us again. Hi, Ron. Hi. Yeah, the guy's right.
6: The meatball sub was great. Uh, homemade. His wife makes them. Ooh. Uh, terrific, actually. Uh, great sound Ooh. enough. Terrific. But I had a uh, BLT the other day, and yabba-dabba-doo. I'm telling you, that was a good one. At, uh, but uh, Cl- the reason Lomantos. I was calling back so, so quickly, I lost track of what it was. But there's something I saw on the news the other day that said, um, you know, beware that this year you're going to pay a heck of a lot more for ice cream. And I don't remember what the reason was. Uh, I don't know because, you know, dairy products or whatever it was. But they said th- this year de- uh, ice cream is going to cost you more.
2: Because it's going to cost and, more. And,
6: by the way, mm. if you go to Mojo's, they have fantastic ice cream selection. And, you know, you can get whatever you want, too. You can get hamburgers and hot dogs and, and whatever else. Mm,
2: so you if you're I ever in the area Sunday. you got nothing to
6: do, Go visit Mojo's, and I know you'll be happy.
2: Well, very nice. I need chocolate now.
6: And, and that's
2: it. I uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right, Ron. Thank you for the call.
3: See ya. All right, bye bye.
2: It, it's interesting that he brought that up in seriousness. I um, I planted some seeds at home for us, and I posted a picture about the little babies. I was, you know, just going, "Oh, look, I have babies." And one of my friends said, "Good. More people need to follow your lead because it's going to food is going to be." Much harder to get because the price of grain and yes. the availability of grain. They're, um, he's out in the Midwest, and, and they're actually having discussions out there worried about not being able to get enough grain to support yeah. any of this. Yeah. And, and, and that's because like, of the
3: war in Ukraine.
2: Exactly. So if we're not, and that's everything. That includes milk products. If you can't give the grain to the milks, or, or to the milks, to the cows, hmm Or it's costing me more to feed the cows. And, of course, it's going to translate into higher prices for all of our dairy products, ice creams, things of that nature. Or shortages is another thing that's at risk.
3: Mm -hmm. Yep. And
2: that'll hyperinflate everything even worse because, you know.
3: Yep. Everything is uh, interconnected. uh,
2: Absolutely. Farmers matter.
3: Farms Uh matter. Uh, Melanie uh, says in the chat, now I hope Eric calls again to comment on Ron's comment, and then Ron can call again to comment <laughs> on his comment. You're a troublemaker. Oh, my goodness.
2: Melanie, don't encourage it.
3: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, if you'd like to call, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. Uh, there is news. Uh, we've been talking in, uh, a lot on the show about, um, you know, for a long time. Uh, it seemed like part of Russia's problem is, uh, you know, with the, the war in Ukraine and how badly it's going is the lack of a general, you know, uh, when who seemed to be in charge of everything. There didn't seem to be one. Um, you know, we know from uh, wars that uh, this country has uh, embarked upon. There's, uh, you know, everybody remembers, for example, Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf, you know, or um, uh, what's his name who uh, oversaw things? General in, Patton. Uh, general Patton. There's also uh, General Wesley Clark, who was uh, Colin over, Powell uh, overseeing things in uh, Kosovo. Colin Powell didn't. Colin Powell, yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, one
2: time they talked about him running for president.
3: Um. By the way, Easy G says Matt, we need Clyde Lewis food buckets uh, more than ever. Oh yes. Oh jeez. Oh uh, so <laughs> so uh and and you know and there's these stories that uh, as many as seven generals have actually been killed in battle uh in uh Russian generals. Uh, which is highly unusual. You don't usually hear about generals uh, getting killed. They're the ones supposed to be ordering everyone else to go and get killed. Well, apparently... Uh, I think they're I, running out of people. Well, I guess Putin finally figured something out. Uh, this is from TheWeek.com. Russia appoints new general to oversee Ukraine invasion. And this is a bad guy. Uh, general Alexander Dvornikov, if I am uh, I think I'm saying that correctly, apparently he uh, he is known as... Uh, the butcher of Syria because uh, the Russians in Syria, uh, you know, had no, uh, no compunction about uh, killing civilians and, uh, you know, pretty, uh, th- this guy is fine with uh, plenty of uh, war crimes. and.
2: I was reading that from 2015 until present day, there's estimated to be 25,000 civilian losses in Syria with war crimes much like what they're talking about now. Yeah. But it hasn't gone anywhere. You know, cluster bombs, all the kind of things that we've been seeing Russia do to Ukraine is what they did in Syria.
3: Yep. Uh, It says here, Russia has appointed General Alexander Dvornikov, who commands Russia's southern military district and has a lot of experience from Russian operations in Syria to oversee the war in Ukraine. A Western official said Friday, according to the BBC, the Russian intervention in Syria was notoriously brutal and foreign policy analyst uh, Rula Jebriel said, Dvornikov's appointment likely signals an expansion of Russia's terror campaign against Ukraine. Um, the reorganization comes after Russia's military withdrew from the Kiev region, having failed to take the capital. Observers expect these Russian units to be redeployed to eastern Ukraine. Prior to, to uh, Dvornikov's appointment, Western officials reportedly believed. There was no single battlefield commander, and that's what we were talking about. There was no, there didn't seem to be any um, anybody in charge on the ground. Uh, there was no single battlefield commander overseeing the Russian invasion. The New York Times reported late last month on the intelligence community's consensus that quote the men making decisions are far from the fight back in Moscow. Defense Minister Sergei K. Shogu, uh, General uh, Valerie. Grasimov, Grasimov <laughs> the chief of—you can always tell when I'm reading a name for the first time—the chief of the general staff of the Russian military and even President Vladimir Putin. Several Russian generals have been killed on the front lines as they attempted to untangle tactical and logistical problems that arose due to the lack of proper coordination. So that's— um, That's new. There's actually somebody in charge now, which which isn't uh, good news because not only is this guy brutal, but he might actually be able to uh, get things somewhat on track for the Russians. But hopefully not. We would love to see things uh, continue to go uh, horribly uh, for the Russians. Which we've got preference.
2: Which we've got. I mean, let's look at it in the sense of since they did this, people who are Ukrainian are, are are flying back to Ukraine to volunteer. Other people refusing to leave. People who are elderly are taking up arms. People are are going, uh, doing everything possible, guerrilla warfare to to save their country. And now we go to Russia, where he's on his second round of drafting people into service. Their their military is getting drafted in. Where Ukrainian people are volunteering left and right. Uh, you know, you've got that issue. You've got the fact that they have crap for morale. And just like you were just saying how there never, hasn't been somebody in charge, they really went in there thinking, we're going to have this in three to five days. We'll take over. No big deal. You know, uh, Zelensky is going to just, you know, fly the coop and go to Canada or something. You know, we, we've got this. They weren't expecting that the Ukrainian people would say no. And they certainly weren't expecting Zelensky to stay and fight. I mean, if we if we follow suit with a lot of these types of things that have happened in other places, I mean, the Afghanistan government left before the people even knew what was happening. They, they were gone. Smoke coming out of these people. Yeah, but it, not in Ukraine. In Ukraine, I mean, people it's it's amazing to see they've got drone people who were like drone enthusiasts like we have here in the States who are now like their own military unit in Ukraine. And that has played a huge role in the ukrainian people being able to hold their own against these forces is using technology 21st tech using drones using all of that to their advantage yeah but there's such drastic differences the ukrainians are not going to stop they're not going to give up their country so until russia's through killing their own until they run out of troops or run out of machinery i don't know what's going to happen with them first
3: there is a theory that as uh, the Russians kind of uh, redeploy in in the east of Ukraine, you know where Donbass is, you know where, that, that they may try to lock down um, the areas that they they had some level of occupation in before, like the Donbass region, but they may try to lock that down and then Putin may might finally come to the negotiating table and, and say, you know we're taking basically we're taking Eastern Ukraine. And And Ukraine is going to say no. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean,
2: look at, they, they, I never expected personally, and I'm sure that many other people felt the same way, that Mariupol would get back into Ukrainian hands. I didn't expect that to happen. I thought Russia had a hold on that boy. Yeah. But now what we're seeing is beyond genocide. I've been calling it genocide and is genocide. Now we're really seeing the genocide in there. These people in totally civilian clothes, hands bound behind them, being shot. And today, I was listening to the speeches in the UN because, of course, there's more hearings going on at the UN. And the UN is actually um, listening, although I I wish they would do more. Um, The Russian Federation is in there, and without any shame or anything, is sitting there going, "This is all made. This is all made. These aren't real." These videos or pictures you're seeing were made up by the Ukrainians and the Americans. It's got there aren't really people dead. These are movies. He literally used the word movies on mm-hmm. the on the UN floor today, trying to say that Mariupol is is isn't real.
3: Yeah. it's
2: very real. It is it, it, it looks like Hiroshima after the bomb was dropped? Is what it looks like. There are so many dead bodies. It's going to take forever to find them. They're buried in the buildings. I was listening to this woman crying and saying how they heard people for days crying out in the buildings that were bombed. These cluster bombs, these missiles that they dumped in apartment buildings until there weren't cries anymore. That's what these people are living with every day. Our first world problems are nothing. I just, I'm sorry, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, no, but it, it's okay. it's it's hard, and it, you know, it, they just, I don't know if you saw this, we over the weekend was the commemoration of remembering the liberation of Buchenauer, and normally there are like Russians are at these events, and too, there was no, there's no Russians at any of the events anymore, they've literally become what they used to fight against, it, it, you know, yeah. I can't see how they can win because Ukrainian people are not going to give up their country. It's not going to happen.
3: Well, it's like I've been saying, I think that this is just going to go. I mean, this is probably going to go on for years and Vladimir Putin will spend the rest of his life uh, bogged down in Ukraine. To do what? uh,
2: Destroy the economy of his country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His people are going to go hungry he's going to put them in a complete and total depression now.
3: The uh oh they defaulted. I think that was Did they actually default now? I think now? that was today.
2: So far we know that um, their bond rating went to junk. They've got they they've lost a ton of access to banks. A lot of the foreign banks have have completely cut them off. And out of all of this, there are other countries and other supply sources that are now coming up where countries that don't want to deal with Russia are going to now deal with other countries. Germany is going to maybe perhaps benefit off of some sales into European countries they didn't have before. There are going to be new avenues opened up. New trades are going to open up. And Russia is going to be left behind. And they're they're killing their own people while they're they're doing this horrific thing.
3: So this was updated actually just a little while ago, right before we came on the air. Uh, CNN business. Russia has defaulted on its foreign debt, uh, says the S&P. Uh, Russia has defaulted on its foreign debt because it offered bondholders payments in rubles, not dollars, uh, the credit ratings agency S&P has said. Uh, Russia attempted to pay in rubles for two dollar denominated bonds uh, that matured on April 4. and S&P said in a note on Friday. The agency said this amounted to a selective default because investors are unlikely to be able to convert the rubles into dollars equivalent uh, to the originally due amounts because the ruble is worthless now. Not even worth a penny anymore. According to S&P, a selective default is declared when an entity has defaulted on a specific obligation but not its entire debt. Okay, so Russia's not in full default. Uh, Moscow has a grace period of 30 days from, from April April 4 to make the payments of capital and interest but S&P said it does not expect it will convert them into dollars, given Western sanctions that undermine its, quote, willingness and technical abilities to honor the terms and conditions of its obligations. Um, a full foreign currency default would be Russia's first in more than a century. Wow. When Bolshevik leader Vladimir Lenin repudiated bonds issued by the Tsarist government. Russia cannot access roughly $350 billion in its foreign currency reserves as a result of Western sanctions imposed following its invasion of Ukraine. Until last week, the U.S. allowed Russia to use some of its frozen assets to pay back certain investors in dollars. But the U.S. Treasury has since blocked the country from accessing its reserves at American banks, part of its effort to ramp up pressure on Russian President Vladimir Putin and further diminish his war chest. Yeah, war is expensive. Wow. War costs money. Uh, J.P. Morgan estimates that Russia uh, had about $40 billion of foreign currency debt at the end of last year, with about half of that held by foreign investors.
2: The ruble is the equivalent of 0.012 against the American dollar. Uh-huh. It, it's not even a penny. It's, I don't even know if that's at a quarter of a penny. It, it's, it's worthless. Well, Their currency is worthless. Their products are getting cut off. People aren't going to buy this stuff. Why? It, it's mind-boggling that he has done this to his country and his people.
3: Well, he's gotten away with it so far. Uh, and, and polling data shows uh, Russia, uh, his approval rating in Russia, Putin's approval rating has actually gone up, and Russians overwhelmingly support the war. But, of course, we have to keep in mind the context of how it works there. It's state-run media. Um, you know, he's uh, he's telling, uh, you know, th- the media there is telling the people, you know, that this is a just war and that the Ukrainians were developing nuclear weapons and they had bio labs and 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 they're doing this and they're doing that and they're evil and and so the the, well, Russian... the
2: United States are having bio labs in the Ukraine.
3: Oh yeah, they you know and of course uh, th- this is a uh. I like how they say it's our fault. Works it's our fault this war happened according to russia well that's well that's the other part of the narrative too is is that this is not a war against ukraine this is a war against the west it's a war against the united states and nato that's how they market it there yep. and and you know and there's no there's no counter narrative except for you know a few uh, obviously you have some war protesters but you know not enough to to make a huge difference it's something like 80% of the russians are totally in favor but of course too you know if you hold a gun to somebody's head and you say you know are you in favor of this well yeah you better say yes so yeah a political dissidents is
2: actually a criminal prosecution there but they're li- they're very limited on what they're able to access on the internet now mm-hmm. they're not able to access like you and i are yeah or like they were able to maybe six months ago they're locking their people down and they're telling them what they want them to know want them to hear they've literally got them believing that the jewish president of ukraine is a nazi yep and and that is just beyond mind-moggling but yeah that's what happens when propaganda
3: rules the day and truth is cut out Tom Blanchard in the chat says, that won't hurt Putin. It's only going to hurt the Russian people. Exactly. That's true. Putin is very wealthy. He he's may, not going to miss a meal. No, he may be a billionaire uh, from what I've read. It's 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 possible that he's actually a billionaire. Um, and
2: there's there's a lot of uh, suspicion that his, his daughters are hiding his money or Ooh. a substantial portion thereof. Could and, be. And that's something that they believe he's done for a long time is hide asset Amongst his children. Well,
3: they're trying to sanction the daughters, though. Now I know right. that. Yep. I know that. Yeah. Um, they're trying
2: to. They're trying to. And there has been. It's been interesting to watch the different countries around the world finding these Russian oligarchs and like pulling up, taking their yachts and stuff away from them. I. I mean, I had to kind of grin when I saw uh, armed guards as like taking over this this massive yacht in like i think it was australia I think australia got their hands on one
3: yeah unfortunately it doesn't seem to be that doesn't seem to be happening uh having an effect because these oligarchs are uh very afraid of uh putin and you know if they uh if they speak up to him i mean you know he'll have them killed he's yeah, they're done <laughs> he's done that kind of he's had he's had oligarchs killed uh before who he didn't like and um I'm he sure, likes
2: to have people poisoned
3: I'm sure you've seen the video of, of the the one oligarch uh, very who looked very uncomfortable in that that public meeting that was on television. That was very strange, but um, that one oligarch who said, you know, uh, maybe we should uh, not do this, you know, right before the invasion. And and Putin was saying, you know, he was clearly intimidated by uh, by Putin. Of course. But now, but now, what's happening to these oligarchs is they're uh, they're being forced to live on twenty five hundred dollars a month. That's that's what they're allowed now now you know oh, now, now that all of their goodness. now that all of their assets have been frozen but i'm sure they have plenty of rich friends to take <laughs> yeah them i don't in. see
2: them going to the grocery store
3: no no
2: people have never probably worked an honest day in their life
3: uh before we get to the break you know i've been uh, fascinated by this whole chernobyl thing um you know we were talking about it on the show last week right? about uh how and it, it is it is absolutely baffling and i assume nothing like this will be happening going forward Now that this new general is in charge, but uh, Putin sending uh, Russian soldiers to dig trenches in the Red Forest in the exclusion zone around Chernobyl, where, of course, they began to uh, get sick with uh, radiation uh, sickness and then they had to leave. and, And of course, the ones who are sick will I mean, my understanding is the way radiation sickness works is. Uh, once you become ill, that is the beginning of the end. You don't get better. You, you, you know they're they're going to die. So Putin sent these sent these soldiers in to dig these trenches in the Red Forest, which is called the Red Forest because the radiation turned the trees red. <laughs> that literally is why it's called that. And uh, and and for what? I mean, it's so bizarre. Um, but uh, so apparently, <laughs> this is from uh, from CNN. Uh, Ukrainians shocked by crazy scene at Chernobyl after Russian pullout reveals radioactive contamination.
1: The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this?
2: Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot.
1: There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on.
4: No, 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 hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save
1: hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. (laughs) Come on.
4: Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now?
1: Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary.
3: Says here, the sudden ear-piercing beep of a radiation meter fills the room as a Ukrainian soldier walks in. This is where Russian soldiers were living at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. The radiation levels are now higher than normal. You know, the tanks, they roll in, they kick up all the... Radioactive They dust. also,
2: um, they're out there digging trenches in radioactive dirt. It's now on their shoes. Oh, yeah. And they're yep. not practicing protocols on how to come in and out of areas. Hey, not just on their shoes,
3: but in their lungs.
2: Yeah, <laughs> track it all over the place, sleep in it, roll around in it, uh, take a shower in it. Oh,
3: Yeah. Uh, Wipe it all over your bum. uh, It says there's no visual presence of the source of the radioactive material in the room, but Ukrainian officials say it's coming from small particles and dust that the soldiers brought into the building. Um, A soldier explains, quote, they went to the Red Forest and brought radioactive material back with them on their shoes. Other places are fine, but radiation increased here because they were living here, unquote. CNN was given exclusive access to the power plant for the first time since it came back into Ukrainian control. Officials at the plant explain the levels inside the room used by Russian soldiers are only slightly above what the World Nuclear Association describes as naturally occurring radiation. (laughs) One-time contact would not be dangerous, but continuous exposure would pose a health hazard. The soldier adds, quote, "...they went everywhere." And they also took some radioactive dust on them when they left. Unquote. Yeah, it's, spread that joy back home. Yep. Yeah.
2: I was reading another article. I I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but it was referring that some of these Russian soldiers like took stuff home with them. Oh like yeah. Little they, trinkets took, they took souvenirs home with them. From the from Chernobyl. <laughs> I'm gonna bring this rock home and show it to my little girl. Here you are, honey.
3: Yeah. So either these uh you glow in the dark yet. Either these Russian soldiers are irretrievably stupid or just they were just flat out lied to. Which is probably obviously stupid. Pro- well probably in some regards. Yeah, but I I don't doubt that they were lied to as well. I, I I have no doubt that they were told, Oh, there's no radiation here.
2: Meanwhile, there's Ukrainian workers going. What are you doing? Yeah. You realize you're risking the entire world. <laughs> yeah. You know, you see these guys like in special suits and covers over their shoes and everything else. And here come the Russian shoulders in their fatigues, yeah. never changing anything, going in and out of this room, that oh, room. Yeah. Everybody's using the same bathroom. They had, you know, I mean, geez. They, had they, to they have, might uh, as well
3: just friggin' bathed in the dirt. They had to have been lied to. They couldn't literally be that stupid, could they? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's funny to but, think that they are, but they couldn't be.
2: They're so young is yeah. what we're hearing a lot out of the Ukrainians. Is that yeah. they're, they're very young. They've been drafted. The conscripts, yeah. They don't know anything about what they're doing. And I can imagine that these young you know, 20-something-year-old soldiers probably don't know nothing about Chernobyl. They probably really don't know a heck of a lot about it.
3: Good point, yeah, because you know, that was that was 1986. Right, and
2: yeah. um, that was before the wall came down. That was before, yep. you know, any of that stuff. The, it, the, the Soviet bloc was still very much intact.
3: Yeah, that's true. So yeah.
2: how much do they even know? Like, they don't know that that forest turned red when Chernobyl blew up.
3: They just see a weird-looking forest <laughs> yeah. that's not
2: red anymore
3: because, they, you know— it probably uh, it it probably looks very inviting. I mean, red is my favorite color. That probably some be kind of like
2: be pretty cool to see a red forest. Some dumb colonel out there going dig trenches. We need to have a de- <laughs> we need to have a defensive line here because we know those Ukrainian Nazis are going to try and come in here. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Ukrainians are going. You people are crazy. You want to dig over there? Be our guest. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't get any blowback from digging in that dirt. And then of course their trenches. So what are they doing? Sleeping in it, eating in it. That oh. was another thing. Ukrainian uh, when they when people were Ukrainians going back to Chernobyl and, and getting it back under control were like finding empty ration boxes in the middle of highly radiation radiated areas. Like these people were just sitting there eating a meal mm. and they obviously didn't have detectors like all the Ukrainian people do, so there was no beeping going on.
3: Um, I mean, jeez. Tom says uh, in the chat, "Once your skin falls off, it's all over." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Melanie did not like your uh, Russian impression.
2: Well, call in and do better. <laughs> Come on, show me how to do it here. Well, gonna open I, up the how, mouth how, here. How did how did you how did you do it again? I well, have no idea. So uh, I don't know. I it was, was it was something I was like it. Uh, it was I was being. It, it was something like was beat uh, a dork. Yeah,
3: we're going to dig some trenches over here or something. I think it was I guess, like did a, I like make a, them southern. Like southern. I, I don't know so, why I
2: equate that. S- s- yes, I do. Southern. <laughs> southern. Ru- southern Russians.
3: That sounds like a drink. I'll have a southern Russian.
2: <laughs> if it's not a drink, it could be. Mm. But we boycotted all of Russians' alcohol, that's so we're not th-
3: going to do that. That's true. Yes.
2: I don't want nothing from Russia. Uh, I don't want nothing. I don't want my dollar going to nothing. Nothing. I tell you.
3: Uh, It says here, (laughs) it's an example of what Ukrainian officials say was the lax and careless behavior of Russian soldiers while they were in control of the site of the 1986 nuclear disaster. The area around Chernobyl, namely the Red Forest, is still the most nuclear contaminated area on the planet, with most of the radioactive particles present in the soil. You there's cr- a there's a dome
2: over the big explosion area. there's like this massive dome they erected there.
3: yeah, they were yeah. digging
2: around that sucker too.
3: yeah <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it says uh Ukrainian officials have released drone footage of what they say were trenches dug by Russian soldiers in that area, which is particularly radioactive at a safe location on the edges of that area, CNN saw a Russian military ration box that exhibited radiation levels 50 times above naturally occurring values. Russian soldiers held Chernobyl for a month and are thought to have been operating in contaminated areas most of the time.
2: So you imagine that they're getting back in the truck with all the rest of the troops in the back of the truck heading home or climbing back into that tank for a few hours of driving?
3: Yeah. It's, how many it's, are going to uh, end
2: up dead because of this? Oh, they all will, probably. And then how many they of them are will. bringing what home? Like, what if they oh, go yeah. home with these clothes and their shoes and everything else? And, you know, now Maymay's gotten radiation. Yeah. They're going to have weird stuff going on in Russia forever now with what's what they're going to bring home. Um. Oh, my God. Kind of. Uh, it could get really sick. Like, there could be. Thousands of deaths as a result oh, yeah. of this, I don't know. I don't even know what to
3: call it. Um, I'm kind of skipping down here because we we got to get to a break in a moment. But it says here, uh, Chernobyl is not an isolated case. Ukrainian officials say the behavior of the Russian military and the treatment of Ukrainian staff at the Chernobyl power plant highlights the danger posed by Moscow's invasion invasion as it gains control of plants in uh, in other areas, in addition to the decommissioned reactors at Chernobyl, Ukraine has four active nuclear power plants, including uh, the largest in Europe in uh, Zaporizhza. I'm sure I didn't uh, I'm sure I didn't uh, say that right. Uh, I might have gotten closer the second time. Uh, the Russian military occupied that facility in early March. Yep, I remember that. When it took control of the area, shelling some of the site's buildings in the process. Again, just crazy. Like, you know, it... Who in their right mind thinks dropping a bomb on a nuclear pants a good idea? Well, what I didn't understand at the time was, okay, so they want to get control of the, uh, and again, this is probably a symptom of them not having somebody on the ground actually in charge. They they probably, okay, they want to take control of the nuclear power plant. It's the largest in Ukraine. I get that. Um, So... I mean, without even knowing anything. I mean, I've never served in the military. I don't know anything about military strategy, but I would imagine. I mean, I've seen some movies and read some books. I would imagine, you know, you uh, you know, you you secure the perimeter, you and the you go in and you uh, you know capture everybody who's running the place and and uh, lock them away somewhere and you you take over. You don't you don't shell the power <laughs> plant itself. I mean, that's crazy. And there was a genuine concern that. You know, if, if something went terribly wrong there, they could contaminate, and, and I don't say, uh, I don't say this hyperbolically, they could contaminate the entire continent of Europe yep. with nuclear radiation. Yep. Fortunately, that didn't happen, but there they could have
2: created their own new exclusion zone. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, it could have tre- like a moat around Europe. You'd have a red continent. Jesus. Um, oh my
2: gosh.
3: Yeah, just crazy stuff. Uh, The energy uh, minister of of Ukraine said, quote, the situation there is also horrible, especially taking into account how they capture Zaporizhia uh, because they fired at the station with heavy weapons. It is really an act of nuclear terrorism. I'm not even talking uh, that they are shelling the stations well as a situation, but when they... This is an awkward sentence. But when we do not have the possibility of being responsible for nuclear security, there's a threat, unquote. And despite uh, Ukraine having regained control of Chernobyl, Ukrainian officials fear the Russian soldiers could try and come back. Uh, oh, I doubt it, but... <laughs> Maybe a different crew. I don't think that old crew is going to come back much. Yeah, I don't think they'll be able to... Uh... They
2: keep killing their own troops like that, and they're going to help Ukraine win. Yeah, I'm just
3: fascinated by that. uh...
2: It's mind-boggling to me. It really is to, like, whoever in their right—I get you want to get control, but dropping bombs on a nuclear power plant. Really? Really? Yeah. Well— Does anybody who's (laughs) got an education, maybe past sixth grade, work there? That's insanity. Yeah. That's absolute insanity.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it sure is. All right, well, we are past the top of the hour. Let's take a break. Uh, gonna play uh, this is uh, this is uh, replicant little electronic music for you uh, by a project called Severed Skies from uh, from here in New Hampshire. I really like this a lot. So we're gonna uh, give this a listen, and then we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors, and then we will be back with our number two Numero Dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Welcome back, everybody. We are well in our number two Numero Dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com. For all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc cetera, etc cetera. today is Monday April 11 2022 uh Jenny is here as well at the news desk yes <coughs> oh great one hero of your people thank you yes I've well I've hypnotized them all you see according to uh the jealous one as we now refer to him I've hypnotized everyone to uh to worship me. And 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 listen to my show.
2: I thought you meant to sound like chicken. No,
3: no, like chicken. that would be uh that would be strange. Oh. I, I wouldn't do that. that. that's hack. I don't do hack. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Uh, no, but,
2: you have us all under your spell. That's right.
3: You made us. hmm Yes. <laughs> I have mesmerized Evil. you all. Uh by the way, uh, I forgot to mention this at the top of the uh, uh first hour. Uh we for uh because somebody Messaged me and was wondering about, uh, we had a guest uh, booked originally for today. Oh, yes. Boston Black was going to join us uh, regarding, he wanted to promote the show that he had uh, coming up uh, here in Manchester. Um, he actually, he had to cancel because of the show, uh, he had to cancel the show because apparently his, um, the headliner that he had booked for the show has to be on the set of a movie that day. So mm. uh, so the, the show will uh, presumably be rescheduled at some point and then Boston Black will... Uh, Join us again in studio. Stay tuned uh, for those dates. Yeah, so I told him, you know, well, keep keep in touch. Let me know. So he's (laughs) always welcome here. So anyway, uh, if you were wondering about that, uh, of course, I do want to remind you we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot on Elm right across the street. Don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend. Uh, Or as Gonzo would say when doing his impression of me, (laughs) Monday and Tuesday is their weekend. That's my impression of Gonzo's impression of me. As you know, I do impressions of Gonzo's impressions of. Uh, Sounds like you're going through. Of various people, again. I know, right? I sound like uh, Peter from <laughs> right? uh, the Brady Bunch. Yes, that, that yes, episode. you do. Yes, yes. I
2: remember that sa- that episode. That's the right. The song was "Change."
3: Yes. Yes. When it's time for a change. Yep. Yes, uh, but. Uh... <laughs> But, yes, uh, they do have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beer. They've got a lot of great things going on. Wednesday night is industry night. Thursday night is trivia night, hosted by Bill Cini, which is a very popular feature there. Uh, Reserve a table early if you're going to do that. Bill Cini, of course, also does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays. Um, Friday night, uh, Sam Robbins is playing there. They have live music on Friday nights. Sometimes on Saturdays, they have karaoke. Uh, they've got uh, another great Juneteenth event, which we'll tell you more about as that gets closer. Really looking forward to that. Uh, last year was pretty uh, pretty remarkable, and uh, this year is going to be even bigger and better. And, and they... they
2: have mimosas in a bucket on Sundays.
3: Oh, they right. have a
2: bucket of mimosas. That's
3: right. Different yes. flavors even. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we do love uh, the Hopknot. Speaking of sponsors, uh, yes, uh, Pain Specialty Group is still coming on board. Uh, Jenny and I are going to be going there tomorrow, actually, so we'll touch base with them. We just got to figure out the, uh, the ad, uh, the producing of the advertisement that is going to run here on WMNH, but that is still going forward as well. So we're excited about that. Great place. Um,
2: Excellent care.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, Rocky Huber in the chat says, "All hail Matt the hypnotizer."
2: All hail Maddie. Well, all hail Maddie. I
3: hypnotized him to say that, of course.
2: That's why I said it. All yes, hail Maddie. That's
3: right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dirk Don joins us in the oh uh, chat gosh. room from the great state of Iowa. Uh, Dirk, of course, uh, has a couple of great YouTube channels. I recommend you uh, subscribe to them online. Uh, he's got uh, arrogant media and then he's got the newer Java fog YouTube channel lots of great content there so please uh give those uh go on to YouTube and hit subscribe on those you'll be glad that you did a lot of uh, really great uh great yeah. content he
2: tends to have a live feed going on Sundays on Java yes. fog. I was watching it yesterday
3: yep absolutely yep very good 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 good, good stuff.
2: guy good content mm-hmm
3: uh let's see if you'd like to join us today 603-250-6007 is the number to call in 603-250-6007 you can also text me at 617-917-4476 tweet me at matt connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com and of course you are welcome to opine and interact in the facebook live chat but the best thing to do so that we can fully hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, we should remind everyone, too, Jenny will be uh, tonight on the Charles Richardson Show. I shall. Yes. And will be present in WeWork Blue. Yes, yes. Very, very blue. <laughs> that is uh, that is an online show, not subject yes. to FCC regulation. Yes, it is. So the Charles Richardson Show, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Jenny is, the I, I would say, the primary co-host on that program uh, Charles of course was here one week ago today to help us celebrate that was so cool to help us celebrate our five- year anniversary here at WmNH and then we uh we all went to Elmhouse uh but uh yeah it was great to actually meet Charles in person he's very tall he's six foot four apparently he is he's a lot taller in person <laughs> yes yes you looked very short next to him yeah I didn't realize. And
2: I looked even worse I am vertically challenged to begin with
3: no I don't I, 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 <laughs> I still think for a woman your average height I really do. You, know, you don't or seem a woman. Short. Yeah. Or a woman. Well, w- women are shorter than... I don't know what the average height is for, for Unless women. Unless
2: you go... No, you know, that's what you're used to around here. But in the other parts of the world, it's not so much like that. Right. In the Netherlands, I was really tiny. Everybody around me, male and female, were super tall. I think the average height there is like six foot. Yeah. I, I felt very small. Wow. wow. I couldn't reach a lot of things. It was interesting.
3: I don't know what the uh, average is for women in the United States. Me either. For men, I believe it's 5'9". I think I've shrunk. Well, we shrink as we get older.
2: I don't need you to prove me right.
3: Because I used to be 5'11", <sighs> and now I'm 5'10". Uh-huh. So uh, Peter White used to be uh, 6'10 and a half and now he's only 6'10" really yeah he's a very tall man peter white Peter I know white he's the a very tall show. man but i didn't know he shrunk no yeah well we all do how do you know he shrunk he told you i think so wow we do we actually start shrinking uh earlier than people realize around age 30 oh but we shrink at different rates some people shrink more than others i i think you've looked into the shrinking thing a bit much well you know it's something that happens
2: it's or, something you're or, concerned about, or, apparently.
3: Or we get hunched over, like if you're—I don't uh, want that part. If you're extremely tall, like uh, Howard was talking one day, Howard Stern, you know, because he's a tall—he's like six five—and he was talking about how he 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 feels himself getting more and more hunched over, but he's always been hunched over because he's so used to talking ducking? to people who are shorter than him or ducking to get in doorways. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Dirk in the chat room says, "On Java Fog, I talk I talk to something." Uh, the jealous one, as we now refer to him, has never touched a woman. Ooh, Ooh. burn! Oh, the jealous one. You know Throwing he's listening. Throw
2: shade. That's what Christian would say. Throw in shade. That's right.
3: The young people say that. Yes. Yeah, Throw in shade. Term. Yes. For me, anyway. Um. But uh. Yeah. And you know. You know. The jealous one uh, listens. Can't help him. He's been. Uh, he's been very. <coughs>
2: he's, you have hate listeners. You do. Have oh, I do. Hate yes. Listeners there, Maddie. They just can't quit
3: you. That's right. I wear that like a badge of honor. True.
2: Yes. True.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> oh God. Absolutely.
2: Seriously. But well, yeah. no. good for a laugh. 603
3: 250 6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. Um, I, something I wanted to do, I've been meaning to get to this for a couple of days. I, I wanted to, um, you know, you you mentioned it uh, earlier, uh, genocide. Yes, and which I, our
2: president won't say.
3: I've been uh, and he should. I've been calling it uh, genocide as well. What is going on uh, in Ukraine because of the uh, indiscriminate killing of civilians?
2: The mass um, graves should convince you. Yes. Um, if nothing else, the mass graves should definitely convince you of genocide.
3: Now there is Jeez. there there is some some disagreement about you know because in terms of the legal definition of the term itself. Um, there, there is some some discussion about that, and I didn't really even pre-read this, but this is from politifact.com. Uh, Russia, Ukraine, and the contested language of genocide, because you know the, these these terms. Um, you know, you can. I mean, the, the thing about any any term like this, you know, you can use it. You can use it very precisely uh, with a very narrow uh, definition. You can use it broadly and and more loosely. So. Um, but uh, very often the legality of how you use certain terms, and you know, diplomacy and whatnot, these these all play a role. So I was curious to listen to this because I've I've been using the term, like I said, when you know they're they're just killing. Uh, I mean, you know, they they hell they they even bombed a building that said children inside on it, and they they still bombed it. So to me, it appears. I mean, they bombed a children's hospital. Yeah, it it, it, it looks to me like they uh, at. A decision was made that you know we're just gonna kill everybody we're just gonna kill kill Ukrainians Um, because the original plan didn't work out of just you know defeating the Ukraine military and then taking over the country so now they're just gonna kill everybody that's what it looks like on a gut level so this is from PolitiFact it says here and again I did not pre-read this but we'll explore it amid the bloodshed from Russia's invasion of Ukraine there's a question that is increasingly being raised is this genocide Through April 1st, the U.N. office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights said it had confirmed that 1,325 civilians had been killed in Ukraine and 2,017 had been injured. By the way, I'm stunned that that number isn't higher. Um, uh, It seems it's just doesn't it seem like it would be? It is. Given given I, what's I, been going on, these cities being leveled, the well, way they haven't they are? found
2: all the bodies yet. They're in the buildings still. Yeah, they're in the they're they're in the rubble.
3: I mean, obviously, these are only confirmed numbers uh, from where and there's there's still more to be confirmed. Certainly, unfortunately, uh, so it says here. However, even the UN office that released those numbers cautioned that quote Oh, the actual figures are considerably higher unquote and may never fully be counted. Uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky used the word genocide during a visit to Bucha, the, the uh, Kiev suburb, where atrocities committed on civilians were discovered after a Russian retreat. Uh, Zelensky also asked the U.N. Security Council to establish a tribunal similar to the, uh, to the one used to prosecute the Nazi perpetrators of the Holocaust, the mass slaughter that originally led to the creation of the term genocide. The White House has been more cautious when President Joe Biden was asked April 4th whether he believed that Russia's actions in Ukraine amounted to genocide. He said, quote, no, I think it is a war crime, unquote. And National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said, quote, we have not yet seen a level of systematic deprivation of life of the Ukrainian people to rise to the level of genocide, unquote, although he promised to continue to monitor the situation. On the April tenth edition of... ABC's This Week Sullivan reiterated that, quote, we haven't yet reached a determination on genocide, unquote. The term genocide is powerful because it refers to the apex of brutality, an attempt to wipe out an ethnic group. Now, let me stop there for a moment. I From from what I've read, and again, I didn't pre-read this, mm-hmm. but um, the, the, the bit that I have read on this, uh, my impression is the term genocide is really to be used when, that is the 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 specific goal the 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 clear objective is to wipe out a specific ethnic group of people and i think that those who are resistant and and we'll we'll look at more of this article but my impression is those who are resistant to use that term are looking at it like well you know we don't know that that's any sort of goal here necessarily it seems more like and you know nobody really knows what's in vladimir putin's head that's part of what is so challenging of in all of this, but, um, you know, we don't know what he's thinking. I mean, if if he's thinking... That's like asking
2: a serial killer to tell you why he's doing the killing before you call him a serial killer.
3: Right. I I don't agree with that at all. Well, again, I'm just saying, I think that the people who are approaching this cautiously are looking at it like, we don't know what's in his head. If his idea, if the idea in his mind is, you know, I'm just going to kill all the Ukrainians, well, then that clearly would be genocide. But if, well, if the idea, reason? if the idea in his head is, again, I'm just trying to look at it from right. those who would be cautious with the term, and I do believe that it, you you should be cautious with these terms because sometimes we do use words too loosely and then they lose power over time because we use them too loosely. So I, I'm not I'm not even critical of anyone for how they choose to use the term or not use the term. I'm just I'm just I think it's interesting to examine it, but um, but. You know, if, if the idea in Vladimir Putin's head is, well, you know, we're just going to do what we have to do to take over the country, but it's not a stated goal.
1: The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this?
3: Breakfast from Mickey D's.
1: From me? Yep. Why?
2: Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot.
1: There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.
3: From his perspective, to kill as many Ukrainians as possible, but if they're in the way we're going to kill them, that wouldn't necessarily be genocide by definition, but that does seem to be what is happening. Well, in other, no, no, what no, what, is, minute, what is happening appears genocidal
2: what is happening is is basically convert or die. You agree to be on the Russian side or you die. there there are people who are still alive that watched other people be murdered in Bukcha and, and in Maripol that were like, you know, you're gonna sign up with the Russians. No, well, we shoot you in back of head. you're dead now. you know the one of the uh, the mayors from one of the little villages was found. She was bound and her son and her husband were bound next to her in a shallow grave and been killed execution style. They're dropping cluster bombs on apartment buildings. They're literally wiping people out. And if you're not going to go along with them, you're dead. Yeah.
3: And that violates the Geneva Convention, too. Very well. Cluster bombs.
2: Exactly. Which they did in Syria. Yeah. Uh, You know, and and now they're doing that and they're indiscriminate. They're not military targets in any way, shape or form. There's no military target right. anywhere in the area. Bunch of apartment buildings. And that's where they dropped the bombs. And that's where they're dig- they've dug mass graves. And that's where Russians brought in portable cremation equipment. Yeah. they. You want to talk Nazi? Now, you know me. I hate using the word Nazi. It did never... You know, unless it, it, well, like I, it's like, very like, rare that I have ever agreed was calling anybody a Nazi like unless I, they were really a white supremacist.
3: Like I was saying, these words, you know, we we don't want to use them too loosely because then they do lose power. And, that, and that's a great example. Is mm.
2: Russia is the new Nazi. Russia is the new Nazi. They're just indiscriminately killing people. They're wiping out civilians. They're lying about it. And, and they're bringing in portable cremation equipment. They're bringing in ovens. To wipe out the evidence of what they have done to the Ukrainian people, if that is not genocide, I do not know what is.
3: So it says here, and because of the words power, it has been the subject of much debate over whether certain actions do or don't qualify. Anti-vaccination advocates used it to falsely claim vaccine distribution amounted to genocide. Russia has sought to justify its invasion of Ukraine by alleging a genocide against Russian-speaking citizens in the Donbass region. This argument has gained essentially no support in the international community, and PolitiFact has rated it false. Of course, that's a false flag. That's Russia. And, and again, there's uh, many examples of things they've just made up out of whole cloth to try to justify the what they've lie. been doing. They're selling their people. But they've actually used the term themselves, uh, of course, uh, falsely. Uh, experts we contacted it expressed universal revulsion at what Russia is doing in Ukraine and agreed that Russia has likely committed war crimes. I think that's obvious. But they were more cautious about whether Russia's actions qualify as genocide. Uh, so let's look at some of these. So Lance Janda, a military historian at Cameron University, said, quote, Obviously, the term is emotional. If I were Ukrainian, I might feel differently. And in time, we may conclude that the Russians do intend to commit genocide, but we should note that many, many atrocities can be committed without those acts rising to the level of genocide, unquote. And, and again, so that's looking at it from the, I guess, from the perspective of intent. What is the intent? Is the intent to actually wipe out an ethnicity of people? Um, so then it, the article goes on, what is the definition of genocide? There is an official definition of genocide written in 1948 following negotiations led by the U.N. Genocide means killing, causing bodily harm, preventing births, or forcing the transfer of children with intent to destroy, in whole or in part, a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group, unquote. Um, However, while this is the definition used in legal and other official proceedings, uh, quote, that does not mean that everyone accepts it or uses it, unquote, said Richard Brightman, an emeritus professor at American University and former editor of the journal Holocaust and Genocidal Studies. For instance, the definition does not explicitly include gender, political groups, economic groups, or LGBTQ persons, said Anthony Clark Arendt, uh, government and foreign service professor at Georgetown. In addition, the definition gives no guidance on absolute numbers or percentages required to, quali- to qualify as genocide, which uh, is interesting. Um, rulings by the World Court and its affiliates have expanded the definition of genocide incrementally since the immediate post-World War II era. In 1998, the International Criminal Uh, Tribunal for Rwanda set a precedent by including rape as a means of perpetuating genocide. Or, I'm sorry, uh, perpetrating genocide, rather. Uh, That's interesting. Said Sarah E. Brown, executive director of the Center for Holocaust, Human Rights, and Genocide Education. And in 2007, the World Court classified the killing of 7,000 men and boys in Srebrenica during the attack as on Bosnia-Herzegovina Herz, uh, as genocide. While the justices broadly, decle- uh, broadly cleared Serbia of charges of genocide during the Balkan War, they did find that Serbia failed to act to prevent the more limited instance of genocide in Sobrenica. This demonstrated that genocide-related charges can be upheld in specific events, even if not in an entire war. War crimes, either consisting of individual incidents or Uh, or the higher policies that enable them are defined under the law of armed conflict. In Ukraine, the most commonly cited war crimes allegations against Russia are the deliberate targeting of civilians. Uh, And that's obvious. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. They can't hide—I don't know. it's It's like parts of the world seem to think that they can still hide things. And in this day and age, with cameras and satellites and stuff, you can't hide it.
3: No. No,
2: and we got before and after pitches here. I mean yeah. you know and the targets they actually hit a red cross that in Red Cross always has their stuff like big white red cross on the big giant top of it on the sides of it mm-hmm. and, it's, and that's something that well kind of was respected was leaving the Red Cross alone because they're just there to help help the citizens. but nope they they dropped a they dropped a bomb on there. Dropped a bomb in a maternity center. But the apartment buildings, the yeah. whole neighborhoods that look like where we live, yep. or they did look like where we live, that is just, it's mind-boggling to look at what has happened. All these people that shouldn't be dead. All of these children that shouldn't be dead.
3: Now, there's a part of this article where it gets to the matter of intent, which actually, so this this cuts against what I was saying, So what it says here is what genocide does not require is intent. Uh, Again, this is from politifact.com. It says here, legally demonstrating intent can be challenging, Uh, Brown said, quote, but if there is proof of an overarching strategy that targets people based upon a perceived religious... Uh, ethnic national or racial identity then it could be genocide under the internationally agreed upon definition unquote
2: that's what i was saying about not asking the serial killer
3: why right right yeah I, um
2: I, but if you look at if you look at what you were saying though as far as intent i mean i think it's pretty intentional that they drop bombs on homes right not military targets not military bases
3: true neighborhoods yeah, yeah. No, you're right, and that's that's a strong and argument they're, for they're it after, is genocide. Yeah, they're
2: after the Ukrainian people, and for the and and Putin says they're Russian. Putin says the Ukrainians are really Russians. We're all yeah. just Russians. It's convert or die. Be Russian or die. If you want to be Ukrainian, we're going to kill you. That's like that's what these people are being put in situations of. You know that that one mayor I talked about the the witnesses. She was she was asked to, like, denounce Ukraine, and mm-hmm. she refused. Yeah. It was when she refused that they killed her husband and her son and her and put them in a shadow grave. hmm So that's literally—this is, like, you know, way back in the Crusades, it was convert to Christianity or die. This is be Russian or die.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: He wants to wipe out Ukrainians as a people, as a culture, well, as has, a language, and replace it yeah. with Russia. Everything, all the time.
3: Well, he has said Ukraine doesn't exist. There's no such thing as Ukraine. He has said that. Right. It's it's all Russia. There and is no Ukraine.
2: He's literally said we're all Russians. Yeah. We're all Russians. And 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 you you can't win against somebody like that. And and we shouldn't even be trying. We should learn from the mistakes in NATO. If France and who was it France and Germany no it wasn't Germany France and another country were part of the reason why Ukraine was not allowed to be voted into NATO back in 2000s early 2000s they were denied entry because people did because the other nations were concerned about upsetting
3: Russia mm-hmm. and look where we are now well there is an, an argument and John Hopwood has made the argument uh, although I'd like to hear I'd like to hear him expand on it actually. Um, but there is there an argument that NATO expansion uh, got out of hand. Uh, you know, and that a lot of these countries, like Lithuania and everybody, you know, that it shouldn't even be in NATO to begin with. That it that it just it, and that NATO got bigger. NATO got bigger than it needed to be, and it was just unnecessary. Zelensky's done with them.
2: He's done. He yeah, made well, comments today that were yeah. very powerful. But it, you and I were watching all of this. It looks like there's a possibility for Ukraine getting into the EU. Yeah. The European Union sent their president. We were watching that. And she went so far as to call it genocide, didn't she?
3: I'm not I sure. I thought
2: she used that word. Oh. Now I'm going to have to go back and look. I'm not sure. Well, but so what happens if they get brought into the EU at this point? I don't know. And that's, that's a whole nother. I didn't see that one coming. To be honest. Yeah. I didn't I, think it was on the table at all.
3: I don't think it does anything for them in the short term, really, other than it's it's a show of unity.
2: That yeah.
3: Which is not a bad thing. But. And if they do admit
2: them, then it does in fact become the EU against Russia. They would have to.
3: They would have to defend Ukraine. No. It's still not NATO again. It's still not NATO.
2: The EU would have to be in lockstep with one another though.
3: No, it's I mean the the EU it's it's economic. It's not it, it's not military. There's 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 still no military obligation. You don't think there would be? No. No. I had hope for that. O- only if they're in NATO. Wait, I don't I don't want that. NATO's
2: not gonna happen. I don't want a nuclear war. No, I'm sorry. No, I don't want a nuclear <laughs> war, but um I'm kind of on the of an opinion that it World War Three has already started. It's it's just already started. And all these people are dead. And it's going to be, when is there enough dead for the rest of the world to go, all right, now we'll, help. we'll now we'll do something more than shipping stuff there. It's not going to stop until all the Ukrainians are dead or Russia's got nothing left to throw at them. I just don't see an end to this.
3: Mm. No, this might uh, go on for years. I agree.
2: But if they're admitted into the EU, if their economy ends up commingled more, I do question that that wouldn't, in fact, cause them to have more military support because of entry into the EU. Wouldn't there be, you really, I see, I, I, I can't see that, I don't know, maybe that's why they won't let them in. It's frustrating. All these countries over there on the, and they're watching this happen and you listen to Zelensky and all I can hear is his voice in my head of, you know, how many are dead now? how many how many They don't get any lives left to, to sacrifice to nato or the u.n they need to the u.n kicked russia out of this of the human rights council but they're still in there they still get a vote in the u.n
3: yeah they're not kicked out of there no no um uh. so we get to the part again this is from politifact.com uh, th- this is what i what i really want to examine What's the case for genocide right now in Ukraine? So it says here, one of the strongest U.S. articulations of calling Russia's actions genocide is a column in the Washington Post by Eugene Finkel, an associate professor of international affairs at Johns Hopkins University and and author of Ordinary Jews, Choice and Survival During the Holocaust. Finkel, a descendant of Holocaust survivors who was born in Ukraine, argues that, quote, genocide is unfolding before our eyes, unquote. He writes that because genocide does not require large numbers of victims, because as we learned earlier, there are no set numbers to this, Russian actions in places like Bucha start to make the case that genocide is occurring. Uh, And I would agree. The crucial element of intent, he writes, may now be coming into clearer focus, including the publication of an article titled "What should Russia Do with Ukraine, published on April 3rd by the Russian state by a Russian state-owned media outlet. Um, the article he writes, quote, outlines a clear path to destroy Ukrainians and Ukraine itself. After a Russian victory, it argues Ukraine is impossible as a nation state, and its very name likely cannot be retained. The Ukrainian nationalist elite need to be liquidated. Its re-education is impossible, but a substantial part of the populace is also guilty and would require re-education and ideological repressions lasting at least a generation and would inevitably mean de-Ukrainization. So that's from the article that Finkel is uh yeah. R- referring to and that yeah, that article is is uh, clearly uh, i think is a, a demonstration of the intent of genocide um and look what he's done just look, look and, that, at and, that, and that and that's from a st- that is from a state-run media outlet
2: so, in, and in they're, so they're admitting they're admitting that they want to get rid of people that they consider they can't re-educate
3: they ba- can't make them be Russians based so- on what it says in that article yes so that clearly in my view would be genocide um, it, 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 just
2: look at what they're doing. They're
3: literally just wiping people out. They're
2: They're not even bothered, like we're not trying to, like, march into a city and capture the people. They're just dropping bombs on them,
3: right. Um Finkel writes, quote, "The combination of official statements denying Ukraine and Ukrainians the right to exist and mounting evidence of deliberate large-scale targeting of Ukrainian civilians leaves little room for doubt." the threshold from war crimes to genocide has been crossed, unquote. Uh, Timothy Snyder, a Yale historian, agreed in a recent column uh, that the article is a genocide handbook for Russia's war in Ukraine. In an interview, Bartov said uh, that the article could be a turning point on the question of intent, quote, this is literally a call to extinguish Ukraine and Ukrainian national existence as such and likely conforms to the definition of genocide, unquote. So let's get to um, what are the reasons for caution about calling Russia's actions genocide right now? Now, this is, uh, the, let, let, let's see if there's anything here that talks us out of it because I think we agree that it's genocide, but let, let's see here. So here are the, the reasons to not call it that. It says here, again, this is from PolitiFact, we found wide agreement among experts that Russia is carrying out intentional mass murder of civilians in Ukraine, including at hospitals, schools, residential areas, refugee exit points, as well as executions of Ukrainians in their custody. And because the Russian actions in Ukraine do not appear to be simply collateral damage of war, they, quote, certainly seem to be war crimes and should be prosecuted as such, unquote, said David Silby, a Cornell University historian. However, most of the experts said they are more cautious about labeling Russia's actions genocide, at least for now. Silby said, quote, I tend to think the term genocide should be confined to a fairly limited number of extreme events defined by the commitment of resources and efforts over a sustained period of time. Um, What is happening in Ukraine is a kind of barbaric violence against civilians that is all too common in history, whether it's the Germans uh, in 1944 or by the Americans, uh, at, uh, Malay in 1968, unquote. Most experts said additional time and documentation could shift the conclusion in the direction of declaring genocide. Um, Breitman said, quote, if we continue to get evidence that Russian forces are killing Ukrainians indiscriminately with the goal of reducing the ethnic Ukrainian population or of capturing and deporting Ukrainians to clear the way for Russian settlers, then there will be a strong case for genocide. I don't think we are there yet, but I understand why others use the term. Events are moving in that direction, uh, and uh, we speak out to try to prevent genocide, unquote. So When did he write that? uh recently oh it doesn't put a a date on that but the article is uh the art the article is new the the i
2: we haven't seen that yet is is false well we have seen that
3: well he says though over a sustained period of time so then you get into well what what is a sustained period of time i think it's already been a sustained period of time and that's what what we're seeing but but again, that's that 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 part is subjective. That phrase—it's
2: not like it changed from from start date to to now. They're still just indiscriminately killing people. hmm
3: Yes. So there you go. There's a little bit more to that, but I don't want to get too into the weeds with it. But I wanted yeah. to uh, I wanted to look at that and and look at the. See, I think some people have a problem it.
2: calling it that because they look at it from a racial standpoint and they don't necessarily see Ukrainians as a group of people in that way. Yeah. But they are. They're 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 a whole culture with their own traditions and language and dress and different things that that are, are part of who they are, who their culture is. Russia wants to replace it with Russia.
3: Yeah. What I'm curious is actually what, you know what I want to look up uh, quickly is is Putin's uh, comments, Putin's past comments about Ukraine. Uh, by the way, if anyone wants to get in with a call, we just have a few minutes left. But six zero three two five zero. I think six zero seven.
2: I think one of the most startling ones for me was hearing him. He said something to the effect of how they're all Russians, mm-hmm. just discounting Ukrainians entirely, just saying they're all Russians. The people of Ukraine feel very differently about that. That's for sure. It's like, you know, it's like he's trying to rebuild the USSR. He wants to like be the next Lenin. He he wants to put that block back together. He doesn't like the spread of democracy. How dare people try to have a voice? But he can't get away with what has been the past tactics of People like him in the past. It's not like that anymore. We live in a society with instant information. You can't hide. You can't hide in any way, shape, or form. He's losing it. And part of the reason Russia has done so poorly is in the face of 21st century technology, like the drone brigade, the Europe, the um, Ukrainians that were drone enthusiasts that are now like their own military unit doing reconnaissance and in uh, kamikaze missions, where they go blow something up. I mean, drones have changed a lot. Satellite imagery has changed. Their whole convoy of people, that was it a 40 mile convoy the first time. And we have all these satellite images of their tanks stuck in the mud and they're trying to shove wood underneath it. Like they didn't even consider looking at what the weather was like before this invasion. It's like they're stuck in a past that doesn't exist anymore, and they're shocked by what they're running into. They didn't anticipate modern tech in some way. At least that's what it seems like, don't you think?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, there's an article here from Um We'll probably look at this again later in the week, but just quickly, it says here, this is almost toward the end of the article, but um, it kind of goes through a bit of a history of, of Putin's... Uh, Comments and apparent thoughts and feelings on Ukraine. But it says here, Putin's most notorious and revealing comments on Ukraine were made to U.S. President George Bush in 2008 during a NATO summit in Bucharest. Um, He reportedly said, quote, you have to understand, George, that Ukraine is not even a country. Part of its territory is in Eastern Europe, and the greater part was given to us, unquote. While these statements accurately reflect the general tone of Putin's policies toward Ukraine, their significance pales when compared to the catastrophic consequences of his 2014 decision to launch a military invasion. Of course, that's when they took uh, when he took uh, Crimea, uh, which was very quick. That that they were able to do very quickly, but. Um yeah, I mean, you know, he, he told an American president, you know, look, it's not even a country. It's not it's not even a real place. It's, no. It's a part of Russia.
2: I think he has a map of the USSR in his brain, and that's what he's going for. Yeah. As awful as that is to say, it does appear. At least, why else? Why is he trying to expand Russia's footprint? To yeah. what end? But to repeat? create a larger group to fight against democracy.
3: Well, we are uh, we are just about out of time. So we should uh, remind people, of course, the Charles Richardson Show returns live tonight online, as it is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. And, Jenny, you'll be on tonight, as you always are. I
2: will. Yes. I suppose. Yes, yes. I will be there. We will have a fun show, I am sure, back from his vacation. So... We'll see if there's any wild stories.
3: Yes. Perhaps he'll tell a, a story of his adventure in uh, in Manchester.
2: Yeah. What was it like in the Shire?
3: Yes. Isn't
2: it nice? Nice in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We have less
3: taxes. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. I keep saying that just to, like, bother him.
3: <laughs> By the way, uh, Texas Mike is in the chat room and says, I love a lazy Monday. It's 530 and I'm still wearing my pajamas from last night. I just hope Texas Mike has his yeehaw back. Seriously, Ew. but I'm
2: glad for him because he works a lot. So it's nice to hear that he took a down day.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe that'll
2: help him get the yee back. I hope so. Resting the vocal cords, you know? He needs his yee Needs to do some meditation, little oming.
3: Yes, yes. Some honey. <laughs> boy somebody posted a video uh doing a terrible uh yeehaw earlier over some banjo music uh it the kinda, je- the jealous one
2: yeah it sounded like an animal had his legs stuck in a it, yeah, bear trap or yeah. something
3: it was really it was uh, terrible it was really bad and not particularly creative or funny
2: yeah no
3: but uh kind of boring actually m- yeah, yeah mimicking mm. yeah. banjo blah blah Banjos. Uh, actually, I, I'm. I'm. It's not really my kind of music, but I'm very impressed when I see a, a really good banjo player, or Seriously. hear, a, or hear a really good banjo player. How oh, you know? fast
2: they move their fingers up and down! Yeah. Yeah, I have no clue.
3: It is remarkable. <laughs> uh, all right, we uh, we are out of time. We got to go. Make sure you check out Jenny later on the Charles Richardson Show. And if you miss any part of this program, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org. and at my website mattconnerton.com. And uh, that's it for us for now. Talk to you all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: Imagine your new bathroom.